Welcome to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from the knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more, because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Rena McDonald. Rena is the managing partner of the Eclipse Law Firm. Rena and her firm have been recognized for many awards, including the Best of Las Vegas, Top 100 Women in Nevada, and she's recently been named A Person to Know. Rena is an international best-selling author, entrepreneur, and mother and wife. Rena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, today you and I are going to talk about the reason behind your new book, Because I Care, an estate planning journal. So why don't we just jump right into this interview, and I'll start off with my first question, which is, why did you become an attorney? I always knew I wanted to be an attorney from a very young age. Um, I used to watch the People's Court as a little girl, and I'd run around with a black like towel and act like a judge and hit everything with a hammer. Uh, but it's something I always knew I wanted to do. I uh, really have a need to help people and I love what I do because I get to do that every day. I get to help people and that's my job and it's amazing. Great. Um, as an attorney, what area of law do you like to specialize in? I know you specialize in several, so maybe that's a two-part question. Right. So we do practice in several different areas. Uh, we do family law. We do uh, real estate, business, and my favorite is estate planning. So I love estate planning because I get to really help people set themselves up, set their families up so that things are easy later on. And as you well know, when someone passes away, it can be some of the most complicated, legally speaking, um, times in a period in, in a person's life. So I love estate planning because it really gets to set that up so that people can focus on the important things, focus on how they feel when someone passes away and not have to focus on all the stupid issues that come from the courts and the legal system when someone passes. So that's really my favorite area of law is estate planning. Well, I'm sure you make a lot, uh, a big difference in all the clients that you work with in their lives for their families. So what prompted you to write this book? that we're about to discuss. So one of the areas we noticed um, that was a huge problem is that I would create what I consider beautiful estate planning documents, right? And I would spend a lot of time with my clients working those out. And then when they passed away, their heirs, their children would contact me and they always had the same question, what do I do next? Unfortunately, that's not always something I can answer. I need a good understanding of a person's assets and their debts so that I can determine what the next steps are gonna be. Talking about a person's assets, 
is something we do quite regularly in estate planning. We spend a lot of time on that. We don't want to talk about <clears throat> where their debts are, where, you know, what their passwords are to their computers, how to access things. It used to be fairly easy. And I would tell people, oh, just wait a month or two, watch the mail, see what comes in, see what goes out. It gives you a good understanding of what's going on. But not today. Today, most things are done electronically. So most people get their, their bills online. So as someone stepping into that role, it's really hard to find that information. I wanted to create something that would help with that. My grandmother was diagnosed with um, cancer. Fortunately, it gave us a little bit of time to really talk about some of these issues. And while those were very hard conversations, I would tell you they were some of the best conversations I ever had with my grandmother. I really got to know a lot about her, who she was, what things were important to her and why they were important to her in a way that um, I hadn't known before. So I wanted to give that gift to my clients so that they could have that information, even if they don't have that conversation. And so that's what, that's kind of what was the, the idea behind this book was creating something so people know what's important to put in there and that they can pass that information on. So that's why I started, that's kind of the idea of where the book came from. Okay. So the book's title is Because I Care, an Estate Planning Journal. So why don't we dive into the book a little bit um, as far as where do you start? T tell us where it all starts. So I'll tell you, this is not an estate plan. This is not a trust. It's not a will. It doesn't take the place of power of attorney documents or anything else. This is uh, The book is simply a repository for the important information that you want someone else to have. It... Um, lists out, you know, who to contact if something were to happen to you. Um, if you own a business, there's very specific things that need to be done for business owners. If someone picking up the reins of that. Um, it talks about debts. It talks about assets. It talks about pets, right? Where do you take your pets to the vet? That's probably something maybe your children don't know. Mm -hmm. So, this is really a, a tool to be used along with an estate plan. And it's something that it's not something that you're going to do once and never look at again, because as we all know, that information changes every day, right? All too often, you are prompted to put in a new password for something or to change the way you get that information. So I recommend in the book that you review it every year just to make sure all the information is the same and nothing has changed. And, um, but then if something happens to you, someone can use this information to make sure that they can make those decisions that you want in the way you wanted them made. So as you said, this is to be used, the journal, it's a journal and it was created to be used as an ongoing tool. You know, you don't just fill it out once and put it to the side. Um, so let's walk through that part a little bit deeper. You know, um, even if somebody doesn't have an estate plan yet, 
they they haven't taken the time to meet with an attorney such as yourself, they can start with this book, with this journal and start putting information in there. So let's just walk through like an example of, you know, how somebody starts and a little bit more deeper than what we've just discussed. Okay. So this is a way you can arm the people who are going to take care of things for you and give them the information they need. If you have done nothing, that's okay. At least you're doing something today. Mm -hmm. You can use the information in this book to get you thinking of things that maybe you haven't thought of before, why they would be important to you. Um, you can start gathering the information for the book. You don't have to have an estate plan to have the book, but if you don't have an estate plan, at least if something were to happen, someone would would know where you take your kids to the doctor or um, you know where your safety deposit boxes are, those kind of things. If you've never written that down, you're really leaving the people you care about at a disadvantage. If you care enough about them to want to leave them something, a piece of yourself, if you want them to be able to wrap these things up for you, you have to arm them with this information. It's not something people just know about you, even if they know you well. I have um, lots of examples in my practice where a spouse, one spouse is in charge of all the financial issues and the other spouse is in charge of all the household issues, right? So um, the my, my client the other day, her husband was in charge of all the finances. He passed away. She had no idea. She knew what bank they banked at, but she had no idea how many accounts they had or how much debt they had or where the retirement accounts were. And so she was really disadvantaged. And it really took her a long time to figure all of that out before she could even you know, start functioning again. She was barely able to pay her bills, even though there were large reserves of money, she just didn't even know how to access them because he had never told her that. So listing those kind of things in this book really helps people to know that information so that they can move forward and take care of the things they need to take care of. It sounds like when you created this journal, you envisioned somebody using it um, possibly earlier on in life, not just for resolving someone's estate after they pass, you know, and they let folks know, hey, I'm filling out this journal so I can make life easier for you and your sisters when, you know, when I'm gone, this is where I keep it. This is the type of information I'm putting in it. Let's have a conversation about it. Maybe, you know, what else do you think I should put in it? This is what I've put in it so far. Is, is that how you envisioned all of this when you were creating it? So, you know, I really created it with the idea of that it would be a great thing for my clients and their families when they passed. But as I started writing it, I realized that there was a, a much broader audience for that. Um, I, it can absolutely be used while you're alive. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people go through a period where they can't make decisions for themselves or they don't have the ability to do something. Um, I can tell you, me, for example, when I um, gave birth, I needed a bill paid and I realized I hadn't paid this particular bill. It was really hard to explain to somebody how to get access to that bill 
in my house while I'm in the hospital, focused on other things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to have a baby. <laughs> um, so if I had had this, I could have just told them, oh, go to that. It's on this page. You can help me with that kind of thing. But absolutely, while you're alive, you're going to need people to help with different things at different points in your life. Having this information now is really important. I envision now, um, my my mother was in the hospital over the holidays. I am very aware of who her doctors are and, and what's going on. I wasn't here for some of that. So my, our family needed that information. If that wasn't in a place that was accessible to them, then you know they might not have known her her medical allergies or that kind of information. So I definitely envision people being able to use this while they're alive and it being a, a great source of comfort to the people that care about them to make sure they're they know what they're doing and they're doing it properly. So how does someone know though? that a loved one has this journal, does it say in the book, share this with others so others are aware of its existence? Do you give them that little, like on the first page, please let others know you have this journal? (laughs) Actually, I do. Um, You definitely want to share this information because it's no different than not knowing where the bills are, right? If you don't tell somebody it's there, they don't know. I hope that this book is a good conversation starter for people. So they'll have those conversations, but you you have to share this information. You have to let them know it's there or it's a beautiful book that I spent a lot of time and energy on and it's not gonna be worth anything because it, it basically doesn't exist if people don't know about it. So you have to share that and you have to make sure those people understand what it is. And I, I encourage everyone to have conversations with people they care about, about these issues. It can, and I recognize that it can be very complicated and very hard to start conversations about end of life decisions or end of life issues. But, you know, I think back to my grandmother and the conversations we had, and I value those conversations so much. And I'm so thankful that I had those opportunities to talk to her like that. And so I always tell people, don't be afraid to start that conversation. It's so important. It is so important. And it's just as important for you as it is for the people you care about. They maybe have never conveyed to you the information they want to convey to you. So My hope is that this will start those conversations in families. Um, A lot of the the books that we do sell are actually for people's parents. I'm told that quite often that people bought it for their parents so they could start that conversation with them. Um, And you know, there's, but sometimes you're gonna run into people who just don't wanna talk about it, right? And, and that's okay. You can use this book as a way to gather that information too. So you can, you, you know, you, it walks you through the things that are important so that you can start talking to them about it. And it might be easier to convince a loved one, hey, 
why don't we talk about this one small issue today rather than the 100 pages of, of questions that are in, in the book, right? And that's okay too. Gather that information slowly and keep it, and then you have it. And you've done it in a way that maybe makes everybody a little bit more comfortable. But always try the conversation first and maybe figure out why they're not comfortable. Maybe they, because they don't know, maybe they're confused. Maybe it's a little overwhelming when you hear all these terms, you know, durable power of attorney, um, you know, trust, will, living will, all these things. I get that that's overwhelming and that's okay. I'm not gonna teach someone how to write a trust quickly. I'm not gonna do that in, in a small book. What I'm hoping it will do though is start those conversations so people do ask those questions. And if they don't, if they don't know between the family what those things are, then they ask a professional. This book does not take place, take the place of estate planning. You do need an attorney to help you make sure that whatever you've planned is right for you and your family. But this is a good step. It's an easy step onto that ladder. Well, the book is so much more than that, too, because as you're, you and I are talking about it, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I take care of some of our household bills and my husband takes care of some of them. And like, I know he does the cell phone bill and he knows I do the utilities, but he doesn't have the login for those. And I don't necessarily have the login for some of the ones that he does. Um, and so I know I had started a cheat sheet by kind of my own journal online um, with all those different logins and passwords. Because um, as you say, you're always having to create another password for something else. So you can't remember everything. And you're also not supposed to use the same one over and over. You know, that won't be safe either. So right. so I'm thinking, okay, this definitely, it's, it's not also about end of life, even though one of the things that you should put in the book would probably be, hey, you know, when I pass, my wish is X, Y, Z, you know, maybe I want to be cremated or maybe I want to be, um, I want to have an Irish wake or whatever the case may be. I want people to gather and celebrate my life, things like that you could put in there, but it's really definitely not about end of life from what I see. And I know you've told me that there are people purchasing the book as a gift for an aging parent, but just because they buy it for their mom or dad, doesn't mean they're going to fill it out. And I know you said, you know, we can, you can say to them, oh, what about we just put this in today or this start here, but what other suggestion do you have to make it happen? Like maybe it could be the scenario, like I have an 88 year old father and sometimes he, he doesn't want to deal with it. You know, not that he's worried about dying. It's just not something, you know, he figures he took care of everything already. So maybe a suggestion would be start filling it out yourself then have right. those conversations, but maybe they don't have to be the one to actually write it in themselves, get the information from them and fill it in so that the end result is still the same, the information's accessible, correct? Right, absolutely. I, you know, ask a, a question or two a day just and start filling it in yourself and then have them check it. You know, they'll be surprised how, um, how much information they probably give that they probably don't know about. I would tell you as to your your remark about passwords, there is a small section in the book about password managers. And uh, I'm not a techie, so I don't pretend to be. Um, 
but I know that there are these resources there's um, where you only have to remember the password for the password manager and it will save all of your username and passwords for all the different accounts. It'll even come up with passwords, like 16 digit passwords for different accounts if you ask it to. Um, Google has one of those. A lot of the phones have their own program that does that. The that might be something though that um, my father's 88 and he is not techie. So he would poo poo that, right? Right. Doesn't mean at his as his daughter, I can't generate it. I can set it up and ask him for the information and I can um, upload it into that for him. So um, I think the rule of thumb here is what you're teaching all of us is um, it's not just on the shoulders of the aging parent or the aging loved one. It's it's a group effort and we can all work on it together. That's right. What- absolutely. It, it's It definitely is a group effort. And it's never too early to start talking about the people you care about um, to start conveying that information or gathering that information from them. Well, that's, I was going to say that you're, you're already going to answer the next question because we were talking about this. What are the five, in your opinion, most important things for someone to know about you slash your affairs? So uh, number one, where are your documents and how do they access them? So like I said, I create these labors of love, these trust documents that I think are so beautiful, which you don't have to agree with me. That's okay. Um, And people put them in a safe and then they never tell people they have them. And so they'll pass away and 10 years later, they find it, you know, or they hide it under the mattress or whatever they do with it. You have to know where people's documents are. So make sure you convey that to someone. Also, where are your assets? So uh, uh, houses are easy, right? Cars are easy. But what kind of accounts do you have? Life insurance, retirement plans, anything that would be a financial benefit to your heirs? Somebody has to know what where that is and how to access it. Um, the third, I would say debts, the same thing. If I don't have a good idea of what the debts are, I can't do much. When you go through probate, the state wants to know the value of the estate. And there's different types of probate depending on what that value is. I'm licensed to practice in Nevada. And here, if it's under 100,000, it's a summary probate, which is usually pretty fast and pretty easy to do. If the assets are over that that amount, it would be a full probate. I can't know that until I know what the debts and the assets are of an estate. So that's the third most important thing is is the debts. Um, And then medical information. Medical information is so important, specifically because so many people have allergies or they go to certain doctors. If you don't tell someone that, they won't know. So a really good friend of mine, her mother went in for a procedure and she had a stroke during that procedure. They didn't even know she was going in for the procedure because she didn't tell anybody, right? So her four kids are scrambling afterwards because it did affect her capacity. She has terrible memory issues. 
it took them about a year to figure out who her doctor was that she was seeing beforehand. They knew she was seeing a doctor for her memory before this procedure, which was unrelated, but they didn't know who it was. And they, you know, they tried calling doctors and doctors can't give that information out without some kind of documentation. So then they had to go through the process of getting a guardianship. And all of this just to get back to the doctor that had been treating her for years prior to that, because she never told her kids who that doctor was. So medical information, so, so important. Um, and then I think the, the, the last most important thing, you gotta tell people what you want. I, I have clients who come to me all the time who have to make end of life decisions for someone. Those are big decisions. Uh, and if it, I know having made those decisions for others, they weigh heavily on your, on your heart if you don't know what they want, whether or not to issue um, life support, uh, food and water, you know, what levels of things they want. You're, you're laying a terrible burden on someone if you don't convey that information to them. So if you do medical powers of attorney and you don't tell them what it is you want, it's really unfair. So I would tell you, I think that's like the number, those are my top five things that I think are so important to convey to someone, especially if you want them to be in charge of it. They're just really important. Um, thank you, Rena, for the advice for our listeners and our viewers. I think it has been um, extremely beneficial. We're about out of time, so we do need to say goodbye and thank you to everybody. But again, thank you for spending time with us today and sharing with our audience the importance of having these conversations. They're conversations. Every conversation in life is not going to be easy. Relationships aren't easy. It's not always easy at work. It's not always easy raising kids. Conversations need to be had, though, to make things easier for everybody. And I think your journal really is a helpful tool for people to have those conversations. So thank you so much for joining me today, sharing all of that with everybody. Thank you so much for having me and you have a great day. Okay. Listeners, viewers, thank you so much. Until next week, um, take care and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.